Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Back here at WrestleBrite Radio, first of the year for January 6, 2022. Graham Jason Matthews, as always, being joined by the one, the only, coming on into the new year with me, Mr. Marceau. RJ, brother, how's it going? Doing well, GSM. How are you? You sound a little stuffed up. I do. I, I thankfully don't have COVID. I'm good. Uh, I'm on the recovering end, I think. I think the worst has kind of gone out of me. The worst part is that I got sick, I think, on, on New Year's Day. <laughs> so I've been sick since, like, basically all year, which is pretty bad. You don't have COVID? I don't think. <laughs> I, I've been stuffed up the last couple of days, and I have like a sore throat, but I, te- I got tested yesterday, and I was negative. That's so. good. Yeah, I don't have a sore throat. It's, it's literally just congestion, and it happens every year with me every January. It's fucking annoying, but and I just want to get out of the way and, and, and move forward. But we had a busy week. I mean, a day one, Raw, Dynamite last night, NXT New Year's Evil on Tuesday. A pretty newsworthy week. Uh, kind of a newsworthy week to start off the year with. And uh, before we go any further with any of that, we got releases to talk about from last night, some more surprising names than others, kind of marking the end of the Triple H era in NXT. If it wasn't already apparent on Tuesday's NXT's New Year's Evil, kind of made confirmed uh, last night uh, with all the releases that happened behind the scenes. But new episodes of the show every single Thursday, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, we're on Podbean, Pandora as well. Uh, rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. Uh, like I said, we got two big reviews to get to from New Year's Evil and Day One specifically. But before we get to that stuff and Raw and Dynamite, I uh, do want to ask you about the releases yesterday. Obviously, some pretty surprising names. Road Dog, Regal, obviously I'm pretty partial to that one. Um, Gabe Sapolsky this morning. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name, but the guy from uh, Hachi Man, I think his name was. The guy from Diamond Mine serving as a yeah, the guy who just stood there and stared a lot of the time. Uh, he got let go. Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch. Um, not, it wasn't, ta- I mean, it was talent releases, but all people that were also serving as trainers. So, I mean, this has got to confirm to you that the Triple H era is all but over in NXT, right? I mean, once once Braun Breaker broke through the old NXT acts, I, I kind of... That kind of signified it for me. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, these releases at the uh, pretty much are pretty much all the guys that they had left from. I mean, not the Hachi Man guy, but obviously Road Dog and Thatcher and Birch, especially Birch Regal. I mean, they were all kind of in NXT pretty much their entire WWE career the last five years. So, I mean, I was waiting. When's Matt Bloom getting the can? Then at that point, are Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels the only two left? I guess Probably, so, right? I, it has to be. I, Matt, I'm, I'm honestly surprised Matt Bloom is still the Samoa Joe too, and Sarah Amato. I'm very. I'm, I'm. I'm hoping they don't get cut, but like, you know, Sarah Amato has been very big for that women's division. But I'm shocked they haven't been cut yet. Maybe they will be by the time that we're done recording here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only one that really stuck out to me was definitely Regal. I mean, 
I, I don't understand. They didn't have anything for him to do. I mean, <laughs> I, that doesn't make any like, sense to me at all. The guy's been with the company for so long. He's wrestled all over the place. Like, he doesn't have any advice that he could give someone that wouldn't be, like, good. I, I don't know. I, I honestly was confused by that. I mean, I just. I mean, I guess maybe that's why they have Shawn Michaels. I, I don't know if he remembers all of his all of his hits, but uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like Regal was basically at this point the last kind of on air figure besides a couple of the wrestlers that were from like the main NXT era of being uh, Triple H's baby, and now he's gone. So I guess we're just going straight two point I guess so. I mean, especially with a guy like Regal too. Not only as an authority figure, but I think his main kind of role there from I mean he was really he really was NXT in a lot of ways but largely serving as a talent scout for the last couple of years uh, bringing in a lot of I mean Kevin Owens I mean the list goes on and on and on as far as like the big independent names he kind of helped scout and bring into WWE Kushida a couple of years ago among many others Um, to my knowledge though so they had a tryout that I went to in Vegas over SummerSlam weekend was not open, I don't think, to any indie people. It was all sports people, football players, people like that. And he was there, as was Joe, and this was right before Triple H had his heart issue. Um, So Regal was there. He was helping scout. He was at the talent uh, tryout like a week or two ago, and I saw Thatcher was there as well. So it's not like their their only use was, you know, recruiting indie people. They were clearly also useful in training the people that need more. That, to me, makes more like, less sense is the fact that you have people like Regal, Thatcher they were not going to use on TV in NXT 2.0, I get that, people like Birch as well, but, like, wouldn't you want those people? Because, like, you don't have any indie people really coming in right now or at all. Um, Breaker is far above his experience level, but people like, I mean, I guess Von Wagner was already there, but people they're bringing in from the outside, people like a Lash Legend, for example, or, or a Tiffany Stratton, People who are not wrestling people that could be good, but they need a lot of experience and training and working with the more experienced people. And they're not going to get that because, let me check my notes here, they got rid of those people. Like, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. I mean, they still have some people there that definitely have the experience and stuff like that. But like I said, I, I just I, don't, I, think, I just feel like, especially with Beagle, I feel like there's, there, like you said, like I said, I think there was nothing that he could that could bring to those people, like, just even advice at this point. Like, he could have been, like, basically dusty at the end of NXT. Yeah, pretty, mu- yeah, pretty much, yeah. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like, like I said, once I saw him kick through the axe, I'm like, yeah, it's dead. <laughs> what do you think this means for people? I mean, it's not the exact same thing because he's on the talent side, but someone like a Tommaso Ciampa, we'll, we'll talk about NXT now, I guess, because we're kind of already going into it, but, you know, he lost the NXT championship on Tuesday night. And a very good match with Breaker, right call. Um, he posted thank you on Instagram and Twitter on Tuesday um, after losing the title with the black heart and the purple heart, or the, the yellow heart, rather. Kind of indicating that. I mean, maybe he was thanking people for that time in NXT and not really indicating that he was on his way out. I don't know when his contract is up. We don't know. I feel like if it was up soon, we would probably know by now. Uh, what do you think the future holds for someone like Champa? Is it the main roster? Is he going to leave? Are they going to let him go? What do you think is next for him? He'll be taking Timothy Thatcher's spot as a coach. And then let him go? I, I, I don't see it. I feel like that was kind of like his swan song. I mean, at this point, they've, they've been phasing all those older NXT guys out. And I mean, what are you going to do with them at this point? I mean, yeah, not that I want that to happen, but I mean, I could see it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. We'll see where they go with it from here. Um, you know, there's a lot of people still on that show. The, the thing is, is, I don't think everyone from the original NXT is going to be gone. I mean, LA Knight at, at some point probably will be. He hasn't been on TV in a couple of weeks now, and I wouldn't be shocked. I know they just hired him, but that doesn't really stop them from firing people almost immediately. Um, but someone like a, a Pete Dunn, who's young enough to where I think he is okay on NXT 2.0, and they've protected him still so far. So I'm not too worried about him. Um, but the rest of them, people like Ciampa, Knight, Io Shirai even maybe. I mean, what has she been doing lately? What, when was the last time we saw her? do? I mean, wasn't she in that tag team match last week? Yeah, she was. I mean, she was champion with Stark and then, I mean, Stark got hurt and then they took the belts off them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like with her especially, it's like, Either call her up or down at this point. I feel like even Dakota Kai, I mean, I feel like she's been there even longer and she's still fucking down there. I mean... Yeah, she's got to be brought... If she's not brought up, I could see them letting her go because there's no role for her on NXT 2.0. Exactly. I mean, that's not what I want to see happen, but especially, I think with her, like I said, Shirai's been there for a decent amount of time, but I I, I feel like Kai has to be... Her and Champ have to be, like, two of the longest tenure down there. Like... They're ready, so if you're not going to bring them up at this point, just fucking get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to advocate for any for them getting rid of them, but I wouldn't be... I mean, I'm just thinking from their standpoint. And, I mean, now is a crucial time, too, because they have the Rumble coming up later this month. And last year, they had Damian Priest move up in the Rumble. They had Rhea Ripley move up in the Rumble. So maybe Dakota Kai does the same thing. She's already been in two Rumbles, so if she's not going to be in it to get called up, then there's no point. But they're going to need people like her to be in it. And they need people like her on the main roster anyway. Um, with people like Tony Storm getting cut and, you know, she's gone and not getting cut, but she quit. Um, they'll follow up on that. And that was, I think that was last week. I think we talked about that last week. I mean, yeah, we did. Um, so much has happened. I kind of forget, but yeah, so they need people to fill out these rosters and, uh, especially the rumble too. They have 30 spots and I think they have, I think they have like what, 15 women active between two, the, the two brands right now, Raw and SmackDown. So they're going to need as much help as they can get. Yeah. I mean. I, like I said, she, I feel like she could fill out a good Tony Storm role, but I just feel like they, if the thing is, you got to use these people to their potential. Just calling up to fill a role just doesn't. I mean, clearly as you, as we see, it hasn't done much for a lot of people. No, so. yeah, yeah, no. I, I it's weird. I feel like they need people on the roster. They just got to use them in a more meaningful manner. Obviously, so we'll see what they do. Uh, I'm not really sure where they go with uh, people like her from here, but it's going to be an interesting time to say the least. They might let go of more people. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, again, by the time that we're done here, they could be letting go of more people than by the end of the week. I mean, as far as I know, the only releases they did were on the, uh, you know, the, the, the official side and stuff like that. But anything can change going forward. Um, so let's move on from there to day one on Saturday. Um, your overall impressions before we get into the bigger matches from the show. Your overall impressions of the pay-per-view on Saturday night. I thought it was a good show. I think it was a good start of 2022. I mean... I didn't really have huge hopes going into it, but I thought it delivered. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. Do you like the Saturday pay-per-views? I, I prefer the Saturday pay-per-views. I like them. Wow, okay. So you think they should be here to stay? I do. I think especially if there's like big moments and give it some t- more time to breathe. Like, instead of going, oh, tomorrow night in Raw, we'll figure out. Like, give it a little bit more like time to breathe a little bit. I think that's something that they'll, they'll figure out. And if it's like just for viewing pleasure... I don't have to work on Sunday, so it's always better. And <laughs> yeah. if I go to the show and it's on a Saturday night, it's even better. Yeah, I mean, going to the shows, too, is going to help. I mean, obviously, uh, well, you don't want to repeat a Survivor Series from a couple of months ago? <sighs> Stop. I have <laughs> night terror 
saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was something. So, I mean, we had the Rumble coming up on a Saturday later this month. We have uh, Mania, obviously, is two nights, but one, you know, part one is on a Saturday. The one in Providence is a Sunday show, um, the May pay per view. But I think the bigger show is like Sir, uh, SummerSlam and shows like the Money in the Bank are all on Saturdays, which is uh, better than nothing. But yeah, no, I thought it was a good show on Saturday overall. Not not the greatest pay-per-view they've ever done. I've seen mixed reviews. I enjoyed it personally. Um, the best match on the entire show, I thought, the Usos and the New Day. SmackDown Tag Team titles. Stealing the show. Nothing new here from these two teams. The Usos winning as they should have with the 3D. Great finish. Uh, your thoughts on the match, and is, is this the end of the feud between these two teams? It was a great match. Like you said, it kicked off the show right. I mean, they've had so many matches, and they're, I feel like they're all good. Um, it just, I mean, you gotta get more teams. I like both of them, but I mean, I feel like every, like it's like every year we're like, oh, New Day and Usos had a great match. Like no shit, but I mean, you gotta <laughs> yeah. get more teams that like matter, and they don't really have any of those. So, I thought it was a great match. I think it shows like they do have a good top-heavy tag team division. But besides those two teams, everyone else that's like featured are literally mostly like makeshift teams. Yeah, for the most part. Um, they need more teams. I mean, do you have any teams in mind that they should call up or that they can put together? I mean, we have Owens and Rollins kind of right now on the Raw side, but beyond that, I'm not really sure. I feel like we haven't really gotten a good call-up team in a couple of years, probably since the Prophets. They called up the Forgotten Sons like a year and a half ago, and obviously that didn't work out. Um, it, it's been a while since we got like a good tag team call-up, and they never really treat the tag teams properly anyway. And the Prophets are probably one of the few exceptions, but... Beyond them, though, I can't really think of many teams that we've gotten that have really gone on to great success in the main roster. Yeah, I mean, I think if you called up Imperium, I think they could work. Okay. All, all uh, three of them, or just Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner? I mean, I think you, all three of them could work, but I think if you called up Bartel and, and Eichner, I think they could work. MSK, they would literally be on main event in two weeks. I don't think, you think I can't, so. I don't see them. I just, I don't know. I, I can't see them. I mean, there really isn't anyone else right now in NXT that I could even pinpoint to say to get called up. But I think I think Imperium would be like I feel like they'd be a decent team. I feel like they could figure out something to do with them. Would they be the greatest of all time? No, but I think when they're going in with lower expect, like they're good, but I don't think they're like on the same level as like the Revival or yeah. fucking any of those other teams that we mentioned. So it's like if they disappoint, it's just like I feel like that's something that NXT. I don't know if they spoiled us, but like we were always so excited for all these people to get called up, and then we we're always disappointed when they got like didn't get treated correctly. But then the people that we didn't really see on NXT, I feel like they f- have flourished more just because our expectations were not that high. And mm-hmm. someone like them, I feel like they could have a good main roster career. And like, oh, like damn! But if they sucked, I feel like no one would care. Yeah, yeah, it depends on who it is, but you're, you're telling me that you don't want to see a team like Brooks and Jensen, uh, Josh Briggs and, and Carter Jensen on the main roster together? I mean, they're like the next Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade. Get them up. <laughs> no, they, they were a better team than that. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Car- K- I like Caden Murdoch. I like Caden Murdoch, too. I don't like Brooke, uh, what's the Bricks and, uh, Briggs and Jensen or whatever their names are. They have to give them their theme. Now, their theme was good. Oh, Caden Murdoch? Oh, great theme. Yeah, great theme. Love Caden Murdoch. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully they get some more fresh blood on these shows. Uh, we had the Prophets also losing to RK Bro later on in the show uh, in a Raw Tag Team title match. Pretty good. Um, your thoughts on where they're going with RK Bro? I mean, I talked about before, Riddle and Orton feels like a logical Mania match to do, but it also feels like 
that they might be, honestly, they might be doing RK Bro against, I don't know, Owens and Rollins instead. Like, where do you think they go with them? Did they break him up before Mania or like, do they, they hold it out a little bit longer? Cause my mind's starting to change a little bit. If the right stories there, like if they have other teams, like you said, maybe Rollins and Owens or someone else that's compelling. Sure. I mean, I would probably just break them up at WrestleMania. I feel like they've been teasing it for so long. Like, not teasing a breakup, but, like, they're clearly, like, Orin him. Orin's starting to get, like, a little irritated with him, and they're obviously not on the same page as they were before. So, I would do it unless, like I said, there's something worthy of keeping together. I mean, Owens and Rollins, like, I guess, but it's, like I said, it's just another, like, makeshift team they're putting together to, like, put in the tag division. So, I would be kind of against it, but... I mean, I guess you could hold it out a little bit longer and maybe do them at SummerSlam, but um, I don't really need to see them lose. A makeshift team lose to another makeshift team when they have other tag teams that they don't even focus on. You think Alpha Academy could take the titles after beating RK-Bro on Monday? I think it's possible, but I just don't see it happening. I like them. I think they have a lot of potential. I just, I don't know. When it comes to like pulling the trigger, I just don't see them putting the belts on them. Yeah, no, me either. I mean, I'm glad they're getting the opportunity, though. Um, they've been great on Raw recently, so at least they're getting hopefully an opportunity. Maybe they get the match at the Rumble, probably before then, but at least they got a big win on Monday. Uh, in between those two tag team matches on the pay-per-view, Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, we talked a lot about this last week and how it's a match that really meant nothing. Um, it was an elongated squash, essentially. McIntyre won clean, as he should have, blah, blah, blah. What I want to talk about here, though, is that McIntyre is seemingly hurt, getting attacked backstage by Corbin and Moss afterward. Um, it was a pretty brutal attack, but I didn't really think a lot of it because it already seemed like they were building the McIntyre and Corbin at the Rumble. Why? I have no fucking clue. But it seemed like they were dragging it out, because otherwise, why wouldn't you Corbin and McIntyre here? So, it seemed like they were building towards it, and they probably still are. When, when McIntyre is good to go, they'll do that match. But it was reported by PW Insider coming out of the show, McIntyre's apparently dealing with neck injuries. So when you hear something like that, do you think he could be back in the next couple of weeks? Do you think he's back in time for the Rumble? And I think he will be. I feel like a guy like him, with uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious, he'll be back for the Rumble to have that Corbin match, or maybe not win the Rumble overall. Hopefully not, <clears throat> I would say. But I don't know. I feel like he could be out for months. He could only be out for a couple of weeks. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky situation with the neck. I mean, I feel like there's always just other things that are going on that we don't really know about. But, yeah, I thought it kind of came off off guard a little bit because I feel like we didn't we obviously didn't know that in neck injury. But, I mean, maybe that's why they kind of changed course with Brock a little bit. I think their Roman stuff definitely helped as well. But, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they can't afford to lose him right now. So, I mean, I wouldn't rush him back. But, I mean... SmackDown literally now is only basically Roman, just because besides Drew, he was besides Roman. Drew was the only other guy that they had that had any credibility really. So now if Drew's gone, they're I mean, yeah, when pickings. I mean, I I feel like I don't know I don't know why, but I just feel like they've been so much they've done such better work or featuring or I don't even know what the right word is, but like I feel like if you got rid of Becky Lynch, Raw would be fine. We are with Charlotte. SmackDown probably wouldn't be. Would be, I think SmackDown could still get by you, Sasha Banks. You could call people up or move some people around. With the men, I just feel like you could get rid of Roman and Drew. They're they're so much like there's no one left. Like 
the women, for some reason, they have enough women I feel like they could get by with losing big-time players. The men, I, I, I feel like SmackDown, if Drew's gone for Samantha, like a lot of time, that's why they're going to have Brock on the show because there's literally no one else. Yeah. I mean, they got lucky. Roman's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. Did you see that he's coming back tomorrow? He's clear to go? I did not, but, I mean, thank God, because besides him, they got no one. I mean, I was... I'm not that I'm shocked. I figured he'd be back for Friday. I know Brock called him out on Monday, but that there was no guarantee. I mean, Roman immunocompromised, whatever, uh, tested positive on Saturday. I think the new is the... We, we talked about this before, but is the uh, the new, like, the time frame, like, five days or whatever? I honestly don't know. I've seen <laughs> I've seen five days, and if you have no symptoms, you can, like... Go. Uh, you can leave your isolation or quarantine, but if you do, you have to wear a mask. But I still see people that are positive still have symptoms, and they're still like being asked to come back to work. I don't. I honestly don't know. I, it's yeah. I mean, it's changing so often now that I really don't know. But yeah, because it's not like Roman's gonna be out in the ring with a mask on. I just don't. No. See yeah. That. I mean, Rollins and, and guys like that. There were a lot of people that seemingly had COVID uh, right after Christmas, and almost all of them made it for the pay-per-view, except for Roman, and Roman tested positive that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things we really don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, and it just seems like information changes every day and every week, so we'll see, but, I mean, if they don't get Roman back, SmackDown is in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, they're deep, definitely in deep trouble. Deep trouble. What about Jeff Hardy? Tony Storm? Hit Row? I mean, those guys, I don't think any of those people would save the state of SmackDown right now. But, but it would help. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it. The thing is, they just need to build up more stars. Shinsuke should be a way bigger deal than he is. I agree. Guy's the fucking Intercontinental Champion. He's like a, as much clout as the fucking garbage collector does. <laughs> I like Shinsuke. I just feel like they don't, they, like... He doesn't do. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's, I, it's Roman and then everyone else. I mean, it's Roman and then you look down to like the second tier. You have like Sheamus, Cesaro, Shinsuke, but none of those people are a believable threat to Roman Reigns right now, except for Drew. Yeah, or Brock. Or Brock. I mean, Corbin's in that second tier. I don't even know who else there is. Ricochet got not even close. Who? <laughs> the guy who did the job on Sunday it was a handicap match. Or no, he didn't lose actually. I think it was Cesaro who got pinned, but. Regardless, yeah, they have a big SmackDown depth issue right now. They got to fix. Uh, that should be their top New Year's resolution at the moment for the blue brand. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. On Raw, they have a lot of stuff going on. Edge and Miz still feuding. Edge beat Miz at the pay per view. Beth Phoenix returning. Thoughts on the mixed tag? Thoughts on that match and the mixed tag team match that we're getting with, as we all expected, uh, Miz, Maurice, Edge, and Beth at the Royal Rumble. I think it's good. I mean, I, I thought the match itself was good. I think Edge could chill with the with the brood stuff a little bit. I mean, he just brought it out like a month or two ago. So but I think it's cool. I think it's like a new little mystique on his character. So I don't hate it generally, but when you're going to do it every month, I would say it loses its specialty there. But, uh, no, I thought the match was good itself. The Miz, you know, more than anyone else knows, I'm not the biggest Miz guy, but I think with the goofiness that it's, I mean, they, that they give him, he does the best that he can. And I thought this match was good. And, I can't complain. I, I'm interested to see what happens with them and Maurice and that stuff, but I thought this was a good match, and I think the next step was Beth and 
Paris being added, and that's what we're going with, so I can't complain. Yeah, it was what it needed to be, a logical result, set up the match. I enjoy these all these people that are involved, so uh, yeah, no, I like it. It's cool seeing Edge and Beth on, <clears throat> on the show together for the first time, so I, I like that portion of it. But uh, also from the Raw side, we had uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. A uh, pretty good match here, Becky Lynch. Winning clean, but I'm not sure if it was supposed to be clean is the thing. She was supposed to get her feet on the ropes, I think, but she botched it because she wasn't close enough, so she technically did did beat Liv clean. Um, yeah, it was a good match. Liv's probably best match to date, but she loses again, and yet she's still seemingly in the chase for the championship, coming out on Raw the next night or on Monday, kind of throwing her name in the hat. Um, your thoughts on the match and kind of the progression of the Raw Women's Championship picture right now, because we got Bianca coming back out, Liv's coming back out, Dewdrops being thrown in there. I like what we got on Saturday, but the follow-up, I feel like that would have been a good spot for someone like Tegan Knox. If they're not going to give her the, man- the Mania match, which is fine, they need people to kind of pad it out between now and then. They don't have those type of women right now. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, if all things are equal, I think she'd be she'd be perfect in that spot. But I, I like, like you said, I mean... Clearly, Be- Becky was supposed to get her feet on the ropes. You just the way that she set it up, she like put her feet out like she was supposed to get on the ropes, and she just didn't. I mean, not not like it's anyone else's fault, but I mean, I guess they probably should have. I don't know. You can't really tie up that loose end because then it's like it's fake and yeah. I mean, so I mean, I get it to a point. I mean, Dewdrop being added in, I I, I don't really know what she did to earn it, but we'll let it go. I mean, Alexa Bliss is advertised to be back next week, so. She's another player that can get back in the game, and I don't know. I, I obviously I think that they could do someone else. I mean, I feel like they could still do Liv and Becky again at Royal Rumble, and I, I wouldn't have a huge complaint with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I still think Rhea's still a possibility. I mean, she's still dealing with the Nikki Ash stuff, surprisingly, yeah. and um, but I, I think they have enough players that they can get away with it right now. Um, but I, I, I think they'll probably do Liv and. Liv and Becky again. I, I, I could see her maybe beating Dewdrop, but I don't know. I feel like it's too early for Bianca. They're not really building up Rhea for that specific position, so I don't want really to see it being her. Maybe Alexa. I don't think so, but maybe. And I feel like they have enough players that, like, yeah, Tegan would be perfect because it's like a one-off, but then people would be bitching that she's just getting a one-off and they don't put enough into her. So. Yeah, I mean, people are bitching that Liv's losing, but I don't see the problem with it at all. I mean, she shouldn't be. I think she's. I mean, I don't have a problem with her losing now, but if she's like not on the show and yeah, I agree. I agree with that. A month and yeah, I understand it, but like, I mean, she shouldn't be beating Becky. So at I, this I don't. Point, have, yeah. I myself don't have a problem with it, but I mean, everyone thinks everyone needs to be pushed at the same. Everyone needs to be pushed, which I understand to a point, but I mean, if they do what they did with Bianca and she's kind of an outside player or do something, I mean, I would say win the tag team belts, but that was mean. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think she's in. I mean, she's being pushed. She's in a better spot than she was before. I, I really don't know what else you want them to do besides put the belt on her, and I just don't think she should be the one to beat Becky. Yeah, I mean, it's either Bianca or Rhea to me, and Rhea seems to make sense. Bianca is going to be in the number one contenders match next week. Do you save Bianca for Mania, given the story they've told with her and Becky, or what do you do with her? Yeah, like I said, I, I would have Bianca, I would have Liv win, and then you can do Becky and Liv again. She can finally beat her clean. We'll move on. And then, I just really don't know if you do Bianca in the interim. I mean... Yeah. 
that's kind of the only problem with that. And it's like, I mean, she already faced Dewdrop. I mean, I guess you can kind of drag that out a little bit more. If the reason Bianca doesn't lose or doesn't win is because uh, Liv beats Dewdrop, maybe she comes out with like she faces a Dewdrop. She like beats the shit out of her, kind of showing more of an aggressive edge, kind of get her like a little bit more serious. Because besides that, I really don't know what you do with her. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, they have a lot of different options they can go with, though. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, I think Bianca could ultimately get the match at Mania if it's not Rhea. Rhea might be the second choice. Rhea would be fresher, but Bianca might make more sense. So a um, couple different ways they can go with it. Either way, Liv probably should not, not even probably, should not be winning the championship at this point. I'm not too thrilled about, the, about them giving her a third shot. Um, when I feel like they have other women in that roster they can kind of give opportunities to. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Alexa Bliss you mentioned. Is Alexa Bliss an option at all, you think, to, to face Becky at WrestleMania? It all, I, I guess it depends. Is she coming back as a babyface or a heel? Well, that's the thing. What's, what's the end game with this whole journey back to Raw thing with Alexa Bliss? I don't see her being the one to beat her. I mean, I guess you could do her and... And Becky, maybe like at a at this February pay per view, if you kind of rehab her a little bit, but I don't know. Do you make her go back to being Little Miss Bliss, or did she continue on with a dumb fiend like character? I would do more. I would try to branch away from the the fiend stuff. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that's what this whole thing is about. That we're gonna see her go back to being what she was, and this is the whole transformation. Like maybe she goes to see a therapist, and that's what we see on the show. I, I don't know, but they gotta move away from that garbage because it was fucking bad before she left. That's not her fault. You didn't like it? It was especially after they let go of, of, of Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's it's just not good. She tried. I liked Alexa Bliss in the beginning, but. The whole doll, I mean, you turned into a big Lily fan, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, I think with what she was given, she did very well with it. But yes. I feel like there was a point that they could possibly put the belt on her, and they didn't. And at that point, I'm like, okay, then no. So I'm pretty sure she faced Oscar, I think. Well, a couple months ago, she faced Charlotte. Who, who, yes, or she was. She faced Charlotte. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like for what, what she was given, she did well. But I just feel like it was too goofy. And it just wasn't. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, she's not the Undertaker. So it's like, it's not like, I don't know. I think it was a good attempt. But it just never really had foot footing. Yeah, I don't know. The character just wasn't that good. Um, I mean, again, she tried. And I think they, they had potential to be better. But. I think the Fiend stuff really was what killed her because they took his character and they gave it to her and then people didn't like that, so, and, and understandably so. Um, we'll see, though. I'm glad she's coming back. Again, they need women, do They need people like her, Asuka back, hopefully at some point, maybe in the Rumble. They need women, so at least having her on the show will be better than nothing. Uh, but we get to the biggest thing on the show from day one, the fatal five-way main event for the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar. Being entered in the last minute, becoming champion, beating Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. We got a new champion, dude. This was shocking. No one was expecting this up until maybe an hour before the show started that Brock would even be in the match, let alone winning it. Kind of, you know, throwing the entire road to WrestleMania for a loop. Yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, once I saw that Roman was out, I kind of assumed there. I mean, I feel like you had to do something with Brock. 
I was like, oh, maybe they'll put it in it, but put him in it, and he won't win. But then I'm like, eh, I don't know. I feel like they did what needed what needed to happen. I like Biggie, but I feel like he was kind of spinning his wheels, and we kept saying the last month, oh, were they going to do Biggie at WrestleMania? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And from reports I saw, they said that Rollins was originally supposed to win the match. So it's like, then what do you do with him? So, yeah, I don't know. I think Brock winning is what realistically needed to happen. I mean, him and Ro- now they do him and Roman. I mean, it's the biggest match they can do. Seems like they're going with the belt unification. It seems like. Um, you think that's what they're going to do? If they're both champions, I mean, why why not? I don't think either of them would lose it beforehand, um, unless you had like Roman screw them, but. I don't know. The way things are going, I just... I don't know. I, I think that you that, them two at WrestleMania, both belts on like, unification on the line, and there you go. I, I feel like that's where they're going. Is that where you want to see them go? If the brand split meant something, I would say no, but mm-hmm. at this point, I, I, I don't care at this point. I feel like the one... Sh- I mean, at this point, they haven't really shown... Like, besides... Priest, which I think they've done well by. I mean, Nakamura's Intercontinental Champion's been practically useless. Um, the tag titles both mean nothing really at this point. There's really no team, so th- th- I mean, they realistically, realistically should unify those belts because they. I mean, they don't need to have two champions when there's only like four teams. But I, I think that's where they're going to go. I don't know if I like it or hate it yet, but I guess we'll wait and see. But. I feel like, they, like I said, they don't have so much, like, they don't have enough star power as it is, let alone Drew, Roman, and, and, and Brock. So, I mean, you can't just have the belts on them forever. So, maybe they do something like that, but they really need to build up some more men because I like Big E, but, I mean, I feel like he's good. He's just not that guy. I think he can be if they built him up properly. <clears throat> That's the thing. I feel like his reign didn't really do a lot to establish him as the guy on Raw. Like, I know people are going to say, oh, you can never really have, like, the guy with two world champions. I, I get that. <clears throat> but I feel like, would you say that Drew and Bobby Lashley, while they were WWE champion, felt more like the guy on Raw, and then the show centered more around them than they did than the show did with Big E when he was champion? Would you say that? Yes. And I know it's tough because there's two world champions. I get that. But because people are going to say, oh, you know, you're never going to really have two different guys because you have, you know, two shows or whatever. You can't have one guy. I feel like you can't have the guy on Raw and the guy on SmackDown. And I feel like they didn't have that with Big E. He wasn't champion for long enough. He didn't have enough, like, memorable matches. Like, that's not his fault. They never really gave him the chance. Yeah, I think it's a lot of presentation as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think Big E is great. I just don't think he was featured or fans thought of him as champion. I love Adam Page. I think you could put him in the exact same category. I think he's good. I like him a lot. But to the common fans, does he seem like a world champion? Eh, not really. So, I mean, I think, like you said, Drew and Bobby, like they were bigger they were big time. I think they both felt like they were the top guy, like definitely the sword carrier for their for their brand. And and I, I would say the same with Roman. I feel like Biggie's good. I just I don't know. I I just he just screamed like he didn't like make the next step. I guess I feel like he felt like a mid card champion when he was WWE champion. It's not his fault. I just feel like his presentation was never changed to make him seem like he was a bigger deal than he was. 
Yeah, it also didn't help, too, that it wasn't really... Oh, it wasn't really about him, because he had, like, two or three different challengers at once. So, like, it was it was about, like, everyone. Like, Rollins and Owens, like, and Bobby. They were kind of more of the focal point than Big E was, and I don't think that helped. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. With the unification thing, going back to that for a second, you mentioned how, about how the brand split currently doesn't really mean anything. I agree. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Is this the end of the brand split? Do you think this is how they do it? I mean, honestly, I feel like they've let go of enough people that they don't really have enough people or enough stars to justify having two different shows. So with that being said, do you think a unification match at WrestleMania could be the beginning of the end for the brand split in WWE? I do. And you would be in favor of that or no? I think (laughs) probably. I know you talked about before you're not a big fan of it. I I forget. I'm not a big fan of it, but if they can't make new stars, then that's the route they have to go with. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, and again, I've always been of the mindset before, and we've, we've talked about this at length, about how I think the brand split creates more opportunities to stars for stars to be made. But given the current circumstances, that's clearly not happening, and they're letting go of a lot of people who could be those stars. So maybe going backward is the answer. I don't know. That's just an idea, and I've been tossing that around for a couple days. Um, But that seems like that could be where they're going. So, Do you think WrestleMania is hurt by that, though? If you have one match that has all the gold in it and you're supposed to fill out a two-night WrestleMania, could we have an instance where we have a Universal and a WWE title match on day one, and then on day two we have... Um, you know, the unification match or whatever. I mean, I feel like it's kind of obvious, though, we're getting Roman and Brock eventually. It's more a matter of when and not if. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like you said, I mean, with a two-night show, it's tougher to sell if you're... The big match is literally going to be one night over the other. Like I said, maybe you can do... Maybe, like, you have... They're going to face each other. I don't know. But I think that's the direction they're going, like you said. If you take Roman and and drew away or those guys away they're, they're screwed so i feel like at this point you might as well just feature them all them all on the same show because there's just not enough stars right now yeah it's, it's the case uh, i hate to say it but sad but true so it, it's interesting i mean i they got to be doing roman and Brock and mania right they're not doing it at rumble it's obviously set in stone for mania because i just saw that they're doing the saudi show in mid-february so it's mania right for roman and brock yeah yeah, and that's pretty set in stone. In the meantime, though, going over to Raw, Bobby Lashley is the new number one contender to the WWE Championship, winning the Fatal 4-Way on Monday night. To face Brock at the Rumble, we're finally getting it years in the making. Your thoughts? And we had the first interaction between the two at day one as well. I think it's a perfect Royal Rumble match. I mean, I think Bobby's great. Do I think he's going to win? No. Do I think it's going to be competitive? Maybe, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Maybe, probably not, but, I mean, I feel like it's like a perfect Royal Royal match. Like, it's marquee enough. Like, it doesn't have to be the biggest match of all time, but, I mean, because obviously the Rumble sells itself. But, no, I think it's a big match. It, it, I don't have a complaint there, and I think it should be good. But I just don't love Bobby being built up to where he was to just get squashed by Lesnar. Because then at that point, it's like, what do you do with him then? I mean, I guess if you have Roman interfere or do something, maybe you could set something up with them somewhere down the line. But, I don't know. I feel like this is more like Brock wins LOL and then Bobby's just doing whatever he's doing. 
Yeah, I mean, do you think there's a chance that Bobby wins and that kind of adds to the whole Roman and Brock thing? Maybe Roman cost him the championship? It's possible. I mean, you could do that. thing is, I feel like Bobby... Would he go into WrestleMania as champion again is the question. I don't know. Because if he does, then who do you have him face? That's that's another that, thing. That's another thing, too. It's like, I feel like, I feel like I, going into it, I feel like Bobby should win the Rumble. But then if you have him face Lesnar and then win, then it wouldn't be in it, and then it wouldn't really make sense. Unless you had, which don't I don't want to happen, unless you had Bobby beat Lesnar and then Lesnar wins the Rumble. That's what I've seen people say. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Wait, you don't want to see that? Not particularly. <laughs> yeah, me either. But no, I no. feel like if Bobby loses, like, clean, he'll be like, like, maybe he'll face, like, Priest or something. Maybe he'll be the one to take the belt off Priest, but... I don't know. I feel like at this point he is a main event guy. Obviously, he can't always be in the main event scene, so I don't totally hate it, but <laughs> I don't know. Besides him, Drew, Roman, and Brock, you really don't have any big-time players. I said this last week, but what if you give him almost a WrestleMania? Bobby? Yeah. For, for what? Just a match. Maybe MVP turns on Lashley and he, and he sides with almost. I'm serious. I said that last week. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, 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 I'm not saying I want to. I think that's absolutely fucking terrible. But I just, I'm just telling you that I think that might be where they could be going. I'm out. I just, I don't know, because with Bobby, him and Brock is a WrestleMania match. I think Bobby deserves a marquee match at Mania again. With the way that he's been pushed and protected, I think he should be. It's not like he just deserves it. I mean, everyone deserves it. It's more a matter of he's been a big enough star. For the last year, where I think he could, he could get a big match. I factor out Owens and Rollins because I feel like them in the tag team title picture makes sense. If RK Bro are still champions, Priest is possible. I don't really want to see that. I would rather Austin Theory be the one to take the belt off of Priest. I feel like that's that's a step backward for Lashley. And if that's the case, then Edge maybe. I mean AJ maybe if they build him back up, but I assume Edge wins at the Rumble. Edge and La- I don't know what you would really make out of it, like how you would set up the feud, but maybe battle of the spears. I'm not really too. I'm not too sure. Uh, I don't know if I like that one. I don't know. Better than him and almost. I don't know. Any, anything Om- is better than that. <laughs> I'm just out on Omos. No, thank you. Well, you tell me how you were impressed or not so impressed by the match with Adrian Monday. I. <sighs> And the less of Omos I see, the better, honestly. I just, I just don't care for him. He's just not that good uh, is the problem. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think he was very well protected in the AJ tag team, but I see no singles potential in that guy at all, especially after Monday. I just was not impressed at all. Um, yeah, Raw was an interesting show. We kind of hit on those major points. Um, yeah, we mentioned Omos and AJ, the Edge and Beth thing we talked about. That was really about it, I guess, from Raw. Um, they're, they're setting up some interesting stuff going into WrestleMania. I will say that. So we'll see where they go with uh, with a few different people. But for now, I think Raw... Honestly, I've been enjoying the show, dude. I thought Monday's show... I, I saw a lot of people saying it was bad. Overall, I think I liked it. I don't think it was the greatest show ever. I thought it was a decent show overall, though, personally. It's been more watchable than fucking SmackDown has been. At the very least, that has absolutely been the case. New Year's Evil on Tuesday. What were your overall, impression, uh, overall impressions of that event? I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good mat, uh, good show. I mean, I thought all the matches delivered. 
Um, I honestly thought it was a good show. I mean, I didn't have no complaints with it. Carmelo and Roderick. We got Carmelo, the new unified champion. Great match. Mandy Rose, still the NXT women's champion. MSK and Riddle knocking off Imperium. And we got a new NXT champion in Braun Breaker. We talked a little bit about Ciampa earlier. Um, we were thoughts on the main event specifically and Braun finally becoming champion. I thought it was a great match. I mean, Ciampa's great in the ring. Breaker's amazing in the ring for his lack of experience. Um, I thought it was what needed to happen after him not winning it there. Once he put the like I said, once he put the boots to that X logo, I knew it was over. Yeah. Breaker winning. I mean, the Steiner recliner was great. Um, I, I mean, he's the face of NXT 2.0, clearly. I mean, I I could see him being in the Rumble, honestly. I could see a call-up. Definitely. Mid-tier. I mean, he's got a ton of potential. I, I mean, he'd be instantly a star on either of the shows at this point, which is how depleted the men's roster is and how much people care about who's on it at, at this point. So, I mean... Yeah, I thought that was. I think the women's match was good as well. I mean, Mandy went the way she won was kind of just like bullshit. I yeah, mean, yeah, it was anticlimactic. She literally just fell on top of her. And it wasn't even a like she was about to be rolled up and just fell to her knees and just like rolled her legs up. I don't even know. That was kind of just like fluky, shitty. I'm like, ugh, left a bad taste in my mouth. They didn't like that one. <laughs> I don't know. It just pissed me off. The, the 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 opener was great with with Hayes and and Roddy. I mean. Carmelo Hayes is a fucking star. I mean, yep. they miss on him. That just, I mean, I don't know how you miss on him, but he's great. The tag match was great. Um, I was a little surprised Imperium lost, but I mean, I guess Walter wasn't the one that got pinned, but I'm still surprised. I mean, they just won the belt, so I'm figured to push him a little bit, but no, I thought the show was good overall. I mean, I think, uh, who else was on? I think Vaughn Wagner was on there, wasn't he? Like beating the shadow fans or something? I don't know. <laughs> Andre I Chase, yeah. I when I saw Andre Chase, so. I mean, I must have missed Von Wagner, but uh, no, I thought the show was itself was good, and I mean, I think the right people won. I just thought the Mandy how she won was kind of shitty, and yeah, that was the weakest match in the show, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. They also set up AJ and uh, Grayson Waller for next week too. Sure. <laughs> Who do you think wins there? AJ LOL. You don't see any potential in Grayson Waller at all. I'm not a Grayson Waller guy. I don't see anything in him, honestly. Who else do you think is a top prospect of what we've seen so far? You said Carmelo. You said Braun Breaker. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of other people recently, but Solo Sequoia's got to stand out, right? Yeah, I would say uh, Breaker. um, Who do we say? Core Jade, too, right? Breaker, Hayes, Core Jade. I mean, the other two Toxic Attraction girls are good. Um... Who'd you just say? Sequoia's been good. Yep. Um, Creed Brothers, Diamond Mine. Eh, I just like I like them, but then I just feel like they're just like they're just like Team Taz. I mean, they just feel like they're there to be there. I just don't mm-hmm. see any like big future with them. Like maybe, but they hate tag teams, so probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, the guy that's fooling around with Electro Lopez, I feel like he's, like, okay at best. I, I like Zaya Quinn, but the the, uh, the Escobar feud has been just terrible. I don't like the whole Electro Lopez shit. I think that's just stupid. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, what about, uh, ooh, who is the other one I was thinking about? Uh, Tony, Tony D'Angelo? Who? Yeah, I said Tony D'Angelo, too. He's, like, all right. I mean, he's growing on me a little bit, but, I mean, eh. I feel like he's a good worker, though. 
Yeah, he's a good worker, but the gimmick is awful. No, nah, I'm not a big fan of the gimmick. It's grown on me, but... Poker guy! Duke Hudson! And when's Cameron Graham getting canned? Uh, well, they did a promo for him saying that he wants to win gold this year. Better chance I win gold this year. I could, I could see him against Carmelo soon. That would be a great match. Yeah, I mean, are they gonna bring back Ted Austin again? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that was one of the best parts of NXT in 2021. You're not wrong. Yeah, that was great. Uh, we'll close out here with Dynamite from Wednesday. We already talked about. I, I thought we already talked about it here, but we didn't. We talked about it before we went live. Uh, Adam Page and Brian Danielson. I love the match. Honestly, I like this better than the first one. I know we we talked a little bit about it before we went live, but and you thought it was a good match. What were your thoughts? Did you like this one more? I, I did personally because I felt like the first one, it, they made it too obvious, I think. They were going to a draw, and they were clearly... It was an awesome match, but they were clearly stalling for time. This one, they weren't. It was all action. It was only a half an hour, which I make it... It sounds like a, not like that's nothing, but it was a long match. They made you think that it might go an hour because it had it start the show. They had the judges, and then they didn't. So I really like I really like this match, and I thought Paige put on a great performance too. Specifically, he needed that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw you tweet out last night. Chris, when you said you liked the first one better, but I'm an idiot, so I probably write it wrong. But uh, no, I, I enjoyed this one better. I thought, like you said, the first one they were so obvious. After like getting the 30 minutes, it was so obvious that they were going. Yeah. 60 minute draw, and like at the very end, they started kind of bringing the pace up a little bit. I felt like this match was more. The pace was like uh, more constant throughout the match. I thought it was good, hard hitting. It had the spots. I mean, Hangman is working on how to get juice, but that's another story for another day. But uh, I also was shocked he beat him clean. Like I was, I literally looked at Molly and was like, "Holy shit!" I'm glad like, he did. I'm glad he did, but I'm still surprised. I feel like Bron- like they kind of were like, "Oh, Brian Danielson's never been pinned or submitted." I mean, it is a big deal, but it's like, what do you- I just? He beats him clean. It's like, now what do you do with Brian, I guess? Mm-hmm. What like, do you do with either of them, really? Put him with Miro. <laughs> <laughs> Send Miro. I just feel like, I like, I like Paige. Like I said, I feel like he's kind of felt very underwhelming as, as champion. I feel like he just hasn't been the focal point. Just, I feel like he's just like a biggie right now. Like, he's the champion, but he doesn't feel like the champion. I don't know. I feel like Punk and Brian obviously overshadow him and a few other people. But it's like, great, he won, but... Now what do you do with them? Yeah, with, especially with Brian. It's like Brian lost, and so now what are you gonna do with them? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Do you keep Brian a heel? You think or no? He gotta. Yeah, I feel like they're in a weird spot right now because I don't know what matches you do at Revolution. I feel like you do Punk and MJF. Yeah, Baker and Baker and Rosa probably. I beyond that though, I feel like there aren't really any other obvious ones. I mean, maybe it's because we're too far away, but like they're building up Darby and Andrade maybe now. I mean, I guess, but uh, uh, Brian and Malachi, I, I don't know. I feel like we'll get some answers soon though. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think who else you do. I, I, I'm trying to think who else you get a Brian face. Like, who's like another big baby face you get Brian face? Um, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> He's a winner. You're not a heel or a face. <laughs> What'd you say? The American Nightmare. He is the American Nightmare. I, I don't know, dude. I, yeah, I don't know. What other faces do they have? Darby, I guess, but that wouldn't make a lot of sense right now. That's why I don't think Brian's going to stay a heel. That's why I think he might go back to being a baby face. 
I don't know. He I don't had know. A lot of choices. He's done such a good work as a heel that, like, yeah, yeah. Go babyface. I don't know. Like, I, I would say, like, when, when, if the Balding Plumber was coming back soon, then maybe could <laughs> him. But I don't know what's going on with him. I, I think he is coming back soon. I mean, he was kind of like teasing who's going to go heel. So then, <laughs> I mean, that's where they were going anyways. It was going to be Brian and him. So I guess you do him the Balding Plumber, but. I don't know. I, I feel like there's just... Like, Punk and Brian, I feel like, are too big to not, like, be involved in big things. Yeah. So, like, Brian coming back, like, he lost. It's like, okay, it's like, now what do you do with him? Yeah. And now he lost clean. So, it's not even like he has a bitch. Like, he lost clean. They had the judges. They didn't need to go to him. He lost clean as a sheet, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. I mean, he doesn't have a bitch to even get a rematch, so... I don't know. I just feel like he's bigger than the TNT Championship, so he shouldn't be winning that. I mean, Cody's doing his own thing. He's facing another page. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They got a couple different people they could pair him up against. I think they have a deep enough roster to where they could find someone making make sense. But the immediate like th- the immediate person who they put him with, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably have to figure that out. And we we probably wouldn't find out next week. Is my thing. Then we might have to wait a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, you know, MJF losing by DQ to Captain Sean Dean, furthering the Punk and MJF stuff, you know, is what it is. I mean, dude, what are they doing with Jericho, Eddie, Santana, Ortiz, Garcia? What is this whole thing? Where are we even going with this? Jericho and Eddie Kingston? I feel like that's a total... I mean, I know Jericho's a big name, but anything he's involved in at this point, to me, has, like, go-away heat. So Jericho Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I, I, I've seen enough of Jericho. Like I said, I thought he was going to be off TV for longer than he is, and he gets right involved again. I just, I don't care at this point. He's done nothing. I don't care. Get him off my TV. I, I don't think anyone really benefits from being put with him is the, is the thing. No, he, if anything, he brings everyone down that he's with. Yeah, that's the problem, including Inner Circle. I mean, are they still together? Where, where's, where's Hager at? Um, Honestly, I don't know. He hasn't been on the show itself. I know that he's at the shows. I know I've seen him like on Being the Elite and stuff, but um, he hasn't been like on Dynamite. Is the thing? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, just 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 move on. Why are Santana and Ortiz with Eddie Kingston and not Jericho? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that defeat the purpose of Inner Circle? Yep. Completely weird. Uh, is War- when's Wardlow going babyface? They're continuing to tease it. I mean, I know he's facing Punk next week, but I don't know when they're going to do it. Probably soon, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it has to be. It's got to be. It has to be. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like y- you tease it so heavily, it's got to be in the foreseeable future. Do they do it in Cleveland? Like, they're doing beach break at the end of this month. Why they're doing beach break in January, I, I don't know. But Why are they doing it in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Why even call it beach break? That That's a thing. Um, I don't know. But do you do it there? That That's his hometown? Or I've always said you wait until after MJF wins the title. That's what I would do. At the very least. I, I just think it's too soon to do it because I feel like he's not... Like, the thing is, I like Wardlow a lot. They've been teasing this breakup for so long yep. that once they do it, I'm fine with them doing him and MGF. But when he beats MGF... Or loses he, to him. He should beat him at that point. But regardless, if he wins or loses, whatever, then what do you do with him? Yeah. 
I just don't like. I don't think he like. I don't see his trajectory being a champion at like the end of this year or next year. So it's like, okay, you have him win. Cool. What do you do with him then? You think he gets Alex Riley to that point? I don't know. I just feel like he has a he has so much potential, but I just feel like he should be with MGF until MGF wins the belt, has the belt for a while, lose the belt, and then that can be the split. But they've been teasing this breakup for two years at this point, almost like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where. You, I don't know. Do you do you see him as a top top guy currently, or do you think he can grow into that role as a top top guy in this company? I think he can be. Maybe not this company, but I think like. I feel like he screams like a WWE top guy. I don't think he screams top guy in their company, but... Hobbs, too, I feel like. I mean, the fact that... Hey, you want to match on TV? I mean, (laughs) the fact that this guy's not on Dynamite is mind-boggling. Yeah, I I don't understand that. Going off of that real quick, I've spoken a lot about it on Twitter and on Hashtag, but want to get your your two cents on the whole Tony Khan Big Swole thing from over the weekend. Got to talk about it. We can't ignore that. He needs to stay off Twitter. I mean, <laughs> you think? I understand, like, I understand to a, a point, like, obviously, like, it's a bad headline or, like, a headline that they, you'd want to defend, but it's just, like, his points weren't, like, good. His point, her point was, like, it seemed, like, on top, like, as champions or people that are, like, even, like, close to being champion aren't diverse, which, to a point, she's right i mean the men's heavyweight championship hasn't had a um, a person of color or, ra- or different race win the bell i mean they did have a few people in like the tnt title and um the tag titles and women's championship has had some diversity so like that's good but i think it was more like the structure of getting there and his point of saying well these people won on tv they did I mean, <laughs> sure, but, like, that's not what the, we're, like... I think I she's saying they got to be used more meaningfully, and that's not how we took it. Yeah, exactly, and he got all mad. It was like, well, Isaiah Cassidy and these people want on TV. It's like, but they weren't the focus. They're just on TV. <laughs> like, that's like saying, I don't even know. I won the bingo match. Like, cool, but it's nothing like... I don't know. I feel like he gets so defensive about stuff, and then he just sounds like an idiot, and he just needs to get off Twitter. But he's still on Twitter right now, and he hasn't addressed it is the problem. You know? I mean, like, if you're going to be on Twitter, like, fucking like, oh, look at our ratings. Like, we got higher ratings than Fox News this week, but you're not going to address the dumbest shit you said a couple days ago. That is where I draw the line, I think. Like, you can't have it both. We we talked about this stuff with other stuff, but you you can't have it both ways, dude. You can't have this open communication with people on Twitter and then not address this stuff that's actually, like, worth addressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It's stupid. But we'll close it out here with two more things. Uh, you know, we talk about diversity. We got Jade Cargill as the new AEW TBS champion uh, beating Ruby Soho. I, I, I said for weeks, I thought Ruby Soho was going to win, you know? I thought she was a perfect person to, you know, not, not maybe not the perfect person, but of the two, I thought she made more sense and... You could probably, you know, put the belt on her and it would make sense, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, and Jade Cargill is the new TBS champion. I just, I say she's not ready, and then you'll get the argument, oh, what's ready? And I agree with that. Like, is she ready? Is she not ready? I I don't know. I just don't think she's good enough in the ring to carry a title reign yet. I am more of a Jade fan than you are, and then I think she's a star. I think she can be a star. I think she's a future star for this company. At this point in time, from when we are talking right now, in January of 2020, 
She is not ready, I don't think, to have a title reign. Maybe I'm wrong, dude, but I feel like this, I thought this was tailor-made for Ruby Soho. I thought, personally. And we're just not getting that right now. So I'm curious what you think. I mean, we, I already kind of know what you think, but I'm going to get your thoughts here. No, I, I, I think, so I, I, I'm not her biggest fan. We'll start off with that. But I also think I'm not her biggest fan because I just don't think she's ready yet. Yeah. But like you said, if you want to say, what do you think ready? I just, she's not, she's just, one, she's never on TV. So it's like, clearly she's not ready for TV. She's never on it. I just feel like she needs more time, and that's my thought. I mean, she's going to be champion. Cool. I mean, who does she face? I mean, she beat everyone in the tournament. That was a baby face, so really don't want to go with her there. I mean, I figured this was, everyone's saying, oh, it's so obvious this was meant for Jade. But was it? I feel like this was so obvious for Ruby. I mean, she lost to Britt. She won through the tournament. And she's not going to be proof that she main championship, and she's a huge signing that everyone's like, oh, my God, you got to get Ruby Soho. Yeah. A perfect opportunity for her. So win the tournament, you can have Jade lose. I mean, she's going to lose eventually, people. Mm-hmm. Well, she's undefeated. Obviously, she's going to win. So she's going to be undefeated forever? No. So yeah, this is the perfect opportunity. She could lose to a, a veteran and then, like, go back to the drawing board, maybe get better in the ring, and then eventually win the championship down the line. I just feel like her winning now, she's literally beating everyone that's a baby face, and there's just, what do you do with her? I just, I don't know. I felt like this was made for Ruby Solo. If anything, yeah, Jade could be a superstar, but, I mean, Right now, Ruby is the bigger name, and she looks like a glorified loser because she lost to Britt like two or three times. She lost in the tournament, and what do you do with her now? Yeah, I don't know what you do with Ruby, and I think with Jade, I think she can grow into the role. And Again, maybe I'm hoping, dude, she surprises me, and she exceeds expectations. I didn't get the... And Ruby, I think, is very good in the ring. I didn't get the sense from watching that match last night that it was a blow-away match... And even the Thunder Rosa match last week, I thought was good. Far from great, though. Jade has a lot of work still to do in the ring. She hasn't had a lot of competitive matches yet. I, I That match didn't change my mind. I don't think it was that good of a match. What do you think? No, I thought it was one of the worst matches in the tournament. And that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think another thing, too, is that when, I, when they made that title, did I think Jade would hold it eventually? Obviously. I didn't think she would be the first champion. I don't think she's the worst first champion. I, I think of the two... I'm fine with her being champion. I thought Ruby just made more sense. But when they first announced it, I don't know if Tony had said this or maybe I'm just maybe I'm making shit up. I'm probably I probably am, but I was under the impression if they were going to make a secondary women's title, it wouldn't be like the equivalent of the AEW women's title. It would be like a secondary workhorse title, like the Intercontinental type thing. And that's the exact opposite of what Jade Cargill is. You know, I feel like that title was, was perfect for someone like Ruby Soho that can work with, I mean, do they even have any heels for her to work with? I don't even know. Um, definitely not Bunny and, and Penelope Ford, I'll tell you that much. I don't even know who Ruby would work with. I guess Jade has more challengers, but they're all going to be people that Britt already beat. So that that's where I'm kind of confused. I feel like that title would have been perfect, because we already have a heel champion in Britt Baker kind of doing something similar right now to kind of do the same thing with Jade. To me, I don't know, it just feels like the Jade title instead of a title that's going to be about the next person who beats it for. I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here. I probably am, but I'm curious if you have anything to add to that. No, I agree. I feel like this should have been, I don't know, like, not, I would just say, like, the person, like, I, thing is, I don't think, Ruby, like, I feel like Ruby so like, credential-wise, she's bigger than the championship. Like, I feel like this is, like, more for, like, an Anna J or... Or Ty Conti, like someone that's like grown, like they're getting there. Like 
I guess that's where you could put Jade in that same category, but I don't know. I feel like you could have this person carry this belt for a while, get more experience, and then go for the main championship. But I don't know. Like you said, I just thought Ruby was going to win. I guess I'm an idiot, and it, I should have seen it coming. But yeah, me too, I, I guess. Yeah. I just don't like. It's not like Jade's great in the ring, so I really don't understand. Like, but the thing is, neither is Britt Baker, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they fit the same role, and that they both feel like stars, but they're not great workers because you're not getting. I mean, I, I think Britt's had some really good matches. She's not having like the great matches that I think that when Rosa wins the belt, she's going to be having as champion. And Jade is the same way as Britt Baker. I feel like it would have been nice to have a different change of pace with that title and have honestly, if you were going to put the belt on a heel. I'm curious what you think of this. I feel like a better option, she's not the biggest name, but Serena D, because I feel like she can go in there with all those people that you mentioned, people like Anna J, Ty, people like that, and have killer matches. Like, we're getting her and Sheeta again for, like, the fourth time next week, but I know it's going to be a great match, you know? So I feel like that title would have been perfect for that, but again, what do I know? No, Serena D would have made sense, but clearly that's not the direction they went with, but yep. uh, I, yeah. I mean, so like you said, she could have good matches with those people that are, are rising up, so I, I get it. Yeah, and again, it's not a terrible choice. I mean, we talked about diversity and people not being used meaningfully. Jade is a person that falls in that diversity category, and they've used her meaningfully. So again, it's not that they haven't used anyone meaningfully. So at least we have that with her. They're doing that with her, and hopefully, again, the hope is that she gets better. And I think she has been. She's she's still got to get better, though. She still has a ways to go, and hopefully she will. Uh, one last thing here, Jurassic Express winning the AEW Women's, or Women's, World Tag Team Titles beating the Lucha Bros. Nasty injury there by Phoenix at the end of the table spot. Um, apparently, from what I saw earlier, he's oh, not okay, but he didn't break the... Uh, shockingly, he didn't break the... Uh, I don't know how. Apparently, he didn't break his arm. He just badly dislocated it. So, I mean, God bless. I don't know how that happened, but the guy... I mean, I don't want to say can't catch a break because that's just a terrible... I'm not... like That's not intended to be a pun. He's this guy that has terrible luck with injuries. I, I, I don't want to say that, but he has awful luck with injuries, and uh, obviously... I hope he's okay. I hope he does better and takes some time off and comes back. But, you know, I like the match. I think Jurassic Express, I've always have been a fan of theirs. I think they're they're too over to not give a run with the titles at some point. I think the Lucha Bros had a fine reign. It was time. It was their time. Like, if they didn't win here, that tells me Jungle Boy can never win whenever, whenever it matters most. I mean, he didn't win the world title. He didn't win the TNT title. Like, he's he would be a loser at that point. And I felt like he needed a big win. And this was it. So, personally, I like the move. Hopefully, they can lose the belts to, like, a Santana and Ortiz or a Red Dragon. But, personally, I like it. I thought they were the right choice to win. Yeah, I mean, I think they were the right... I think... Like, we, we discussed this a thousand times. I I, I think uh, Santana and Ortiz should have won. I mean, the way yeah. that they were built up, the way that the trajectory went, it seemed like they were going to win. And then, or at least face the Bucks, because that's where the trajectory kind of got off, like... It seemed like they were going to face the Bucks, maybe win, and then move on with them. But then the Bucks lost to Lucha Brothers, which was kind of out of nowhere. Um, so, like, okay. And then they faced FTR. They beat FTR. You're like, okay, now what are they going to do? And now they're not really doing much. They're facing Daniel Garcia 2.0 with Jericho. I mean, that's a huge step down. And then I like I like Lucha Source. And, I mean, I like Jungle Boy more than Lucha Source. But I think they're a good team. But, like, how many tag title shots have they gotten and lost? And I told you this before we even started recording. I feel like this was probably the least hot they've been before going into a title match, and then they won it. Yeah. Like, they've gone in a few times, like, oh, this is definitely the time they're going to win it, and then they lose. Oh, this is the time they're going to get it, and then they lose. 
And now it's just like, now that the, once it was the main event, I kind of had an inkling maybe they'd win, but I, I wasn't like set in stone, but I don't know. It, it, I think Jungle Boy's good. They do the yearly stop and go push with him. So maybe we won't see that this year if they're champions all year as a tag team, but I don't know. It, it, I thought it should have been Santana Ortiz, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I You see their faces afterward. And when they look down at Jurassic Express winning and they're they're celebrating their win and whatever, and they just look like, listen, that should have been us. Like, we should have been... been they, they've been in the company now for almost three years, as have Jurassic Express, but it's weird. I'm glad they got the belts and it wasn't like some random team that really shouldn't be in that spot. There's a lot of teams that probably should have been champions. But it was the same thing with the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros should have been champions a while ago. They should have been the first champions. They weren't. Jurassic Express probably should have been champions a year or two ago. It felt like they were moving on. The thing is, is that I thought they were moving on with Jungle Boy in a singles role with Christian turning on him. And I still think that's going to happen, but I feel like it won't, that won't come for a long time now. Is Christian going to be their manager the entire time? I feel like that's a not a waste of Christian, but the guy can still go, so why not use him in the ring? I feel like he has a lot more... I mean, no disrespect to Matt Hardy, but I feel like Matt as a manager is fine because he, his matches are just kind of what they are. Christian, I feel like, can still go in there and have great matches... To, to kind of pigeonhole him as a manager only and have a multi-man match once a month, I don't feel like that's enough. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like they should be better than they are, but... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we always get back to this. I don't know. What, with the Jurassic or who? Just everyone. I mean, I feel like ever. I mean, even even private party. Like oh my god! Don't even get me started on them. I was getting I was getting spoon fed. Oh, they beat the box. They're over. They're gonna be great. And they've literally gone downhill since. And like FTR is great. They haven't really been on TV that often. I mean, just, I don't know. I feel like they have so many interchangeable teams, especially in the middle. That I mean, it's fine. Like I said, finally Jurassic Express won, but. Of what? So, like, now what are they going to do? I just feel like they've had so many championship opportunities. It's like, okay, but the, well, eventually we're going to win. Mm-hmm. But they faced everyone. The they faced everybody. True. True. That's another thing. I feel like they've been around since the beginning, and they've literally faced everyone. So it's like, now what do you do with them? Well, what if they have? Uh, what if they face the acclaimed? The acclaimed always get title shots, and they always lose. They'll probably be next. Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I don't, I'm glad they got their moment. As far as the follow up, I, I that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. They'll probably go back and beat all the the teams they already faced. Yeah. I mean, did you know that this match was the third time these these two teams have had a match? The third time in the last couple of years. Not surprised. Ah, yes. There you go. So I feel like because AEW doesn't break up any teams. I feel like they're the opposite. They almost have too many teams. They're not even doing anything with that they they've had since the start. I feel like they almost kind of have to pull a WWE with some of these teams, some, and kind of have them do their own thing. Or maybe not fully break them up, but not have them be a team because they're not lost in the shuffle. Like, I think Jungle Boy, that would have been a great case for, have him do his own thing. Luchasaurus kind of goes along with him, but they went in, they went back to the tag team division, which really surprised me. Yeah, I think you could do that, especially with Jungle Boy, but it doesn't seem like they've, very, they've really gone off the, uh, the trail with them. I mean, I don't know. Hey, at least Marco Stunt wasn't there, right? Awful. <laughs> hey, I'll take Christian in that role, I guess, over Marco any day, so I will say that. I mean, actually, Marco is a manager I'm fine with, but I'm just not a big Marco fan anyway. Uh, God bless the guy, but I just, I just, he probably shouldn't be on the show at this point. If, if 
what's his name? If Tony is saying that Big Swole shouldn't be on the show because she's not a good enough wrestler, that rolls out a lot of people on that roster, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would agree. So we'll see where they go with it. I always say this, but we'll see where they go with it from here in AEW, WWE. A lot to look forward to as we kick off 2022. New episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Pandora. Uh, rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode breaking down Raw, SmackDown, everything else. Or not SmackDown, but... Dynamite, NXT, and all, all, any other news and notes, and hopefully no more releases, Mr. Marceau. I can't take this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we'll get like a news break at 5 o'clock, and we'll just be texting about it. I feel like I'm going to get a text. I feel like I'm going to get a call from a 203 number today telling me that I'm released, and I'm not even employed there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything's possible. They're running out of people to fire, so they're going to start firing people like us, so uh, we'll see. Yep. Have a great one, Mr. Marceau. I'll catch your ass next week, brother. Take care. Adios. Adios.